This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast on this Monday morning, February the 13th, 2023. Uh, we had a gorgeous day yesterday. It was uh, blue skies, not a cloud in, in the sky, and it was probably about 60 degrees out. It was fantastic. Looks like we got an early spring here in the Midwest. Let's cross our fingers. Could change on a heartbeat here. We could see snow tomorrow. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. These are your top five headlines for this Monday morning. Let's start off with headline number five. U.S. shoots down two additional flying objects. From the Daily Mail, officials confirmed the unidentified flying object shot down over Alaska was able to penetrate U.S. airspace before detection as military helicopters recover it from frozen waters. It comes after sources told CNN that the military had developed a method to track spy balloons last year but this object wasn't picked up on radar until after it was over Alaska. From ABC News, a high-altitude object tracked over northern Canada has been shot down over the Yukon. Canadian forces will now recover and analyze the wreckage. Justin Trudeau, I ordered the takedown of an unidentified object that violated Canadian airspace. NORAD Command shot down the object over the Yukon. Canadian and U.S. aircraft were scrambled, and a U.S. F-22 successfully fired at the object. Okay, so there's a lot of questions about these objects coming over the U.S., and the military needs to answer a lot of questions. These could be some tests by the Chinese, the CCP, to see how nimble we are, how responsive we are when they send objects over our airspace. The biggest concern is that they could release an EMP, an electronic magnetic pulse, which would uh, completely destroy our electrical grid, shut down all of our computer systems, and put us back into the Stone Age. So there's a lot of questions going on with these objects flying over the U.S. They seem to have been in numbers. This is the fourth one that's been shot down over uh, Lake Huron. And there just needs to be some... uh, answers to some questions that people have. That's the obvious concern that the American people have. All right, headline number four. Customs and Border Protection catches 185 packages of fentanyl. Senator Joni Ernst says China is poisoning America. From the Washington Times, Customs and Border Protection officials working at the Douglas Port of Entry in Arizona seized 185 packages of fentanyl pills from a Mexican national trying to cross the border. The unnamed man's SUV was referred for secondary inspection. Authorities found a compartment in the floor of the car and inside discovered the fentanyl pills. CBP estimated there were around 180,000 pills weighing just over 45 pounds. GOP Communications Director Danielle Alvarez 
Border numbers were just released by the Biden administration. Last month, over 150,000 illegal immigrants, over 320 million lethal doses of fentanyl, and over 9,000 unaccompanied children. This is a humanitarian crisis that is profiting human and drug traffickers. Fox News, Republican Senator Joni Ernst of Iowa claimed Friday that China is intentionally poisoning America through its continued production and sale of fentanyl. All right, so there's many, many different layers on this open border situation. Many different ideas and promotions by the Democrats. It's a voter block. It's a way in which they can garner votes for their elections. But also there's a lot of criminal activities, drug sales. The cartel is, they own both sides of the border, both the Mexican border and the U.S. border. There is fentanyl coming in from China, which is retribution for the opium wars. China is paying back the West because of what happened with the opium wars in the Chinese historical documentation. And uh, we're turning a blind eye. The, the politicians are just turning a blind eye. They are totally and completely responsible for what's going on. And they, it has to stop. They, they have to shut the border down. The sex crimes, the sex trafficking that's going on, the rapes, we heard all about it. It's hard to get that information, folks, because the mainstream media is not reporting on what's happening in the southern border. But if you dig in, you'll see uh, through uh, alternative media sources exactly what's going on on the southern border. Real America's Voice has done a number of exposés. Mr. Bergman down there has done some great work. Salem Network has some documentaries. Fox Nation also some in-depth documentation. Charlie Kirk on what's going on in the southern border. So it's a, it is absolutely a humanitarian crisis. It needs to be shut down. It needs to be addressed in this next session of Congress. And we need to put a stop to the invasion of our southern border. All right, headline number three. Former Tavistock Clinic employees regret regularly prescribing thousands of children puberty blockers. From the Daily Mail, more than 1,000 children at the NHS's controversial child transgender clinic were handed prescriptions for puberty blockers, a new book has claimed as former staff compare it to the doping of East German athletes. The Gender Identity Development Service, GIDS, at Tavistock and Portman NHS Trust in London will close later this year after being slammed in a report amid accusations it was rushing children into puberty-blocking drugs. Now, former clinicians at the service have revealed how incredibly complex children were handed the life-altering drugs after just one assessment, despite having a multitude of mental health or background issues. Former clinicians at GIDS have spoken of their regret of how the clinic regularly prescribed children under the age of 16 with puberty blockers and, and cross-hormone treatment. Former medical staff compare the prescriptions to the doping of athletes representing East Germany through the 1960s and 1970s. All right, well, I'm glad somebody has woken up to the reality that this idea of gender transition is absurd on the face. The idea that it's just simply, after one assessment, determined that the individual wants to transition their gender 
is just insane, if you ask me. And I'm glad that some of the clinicians that had been involved in treating these young people have come back and spoken up about the situation and now realize that it's not what uh, should be done, especially for children under the age of 18. They're still developing. They have mental illness issues, the gender dysphoria, something that we understand now that if left alone, they will correct themselves by a very high percentage. And the fact that they're just pushing these drugs, really we have to ask ourselves what the motivation is. Sounds like it's a big moneymaker for Big Pharma. We have now some results and some data that suggests that this is not a good option for these young people that have tend to have mental illness problems. Can't change the chromosomes, can't change the DNA, and to think that you can, you're just you're you're disillusioned. That's that's all I gotta say. All right, headline number two. Missouri AG begins investigation in the Trans Center for Putting Minors in Serious Danger. From the Washington Examiner, Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey called for a halt on authorizing puberty blockers for children at St. Louis Children's Hospital on Friday. In a letter to Washington University officials, Bailey addressed allegations from whistleblower Jamie Reed, who claimed that the university's transgender center was operating irreversible gender transition surgeries and possibly permanently sterilizing children without parental consent. Bailey added that the procedures which affect a person's hormones have led children to attempt suicide and were often done without an individualized assessment of the child. From NBC News, Reed alleged she raised concerns to doctors at the center and university administrators for years and was discouraged from tracking adverse outcomes of patients, she stated in the affidavit. Okay, so not only at the Tavistock Clinic, it's also here in the U.S., folks. This is in Missouri, and we're seeing that uh, same thing's going on here. Big Pharma's got its reaches all around the world. This is insanity. This is something that should never be promoted, puberty blockers and hormone treatments. God created us with certain attributes, and to try to alter those attributes through puberty blockers and hormones is really just playing God as doctors. God gave us these characteristics that were innate within our DNA and our chromosomes, and to try to alter those and change them is just child's play. It has no business in our young people. It's a mental illness issue in most cases. Very, very small percentage of the population, yet it's brought to the forefront and being used now as a moneymaker for Big Pharma. That's what's going on. And I hope there's going to be some lawsuits. Doctors that are performing these surgeries need to keep the receipts because at some point people are going to come back on these folks that are performing these surgeries and there's going to be some hell to pay. No question about it. All right, headline number one. Mainstream media outlets ignore the murder of second Republican lawmaker. From the National Review, a second Republican New Jersey councilman was gunned down on Wednesday just one week after a councilwoman from a different county in the state was killed. 
Milford Councilman Russell Heller, 51, was in his car in the parking lot of the office building where he worked when a former employee confronted him and shot him. Life news. For all the leftist media crowing about attacks on democracy, you would think the three evening networks newscasts would be all over this story. Unfortunately, all three ignored the story during their Thursday broadcasts. Instead of reporting on the second assassination of a Republican elected official, the three networks decided to report on stories like local weather forecasts, ABC, a segment on the future of robots, CBS, and a report on the potential racial discrimination in home appraisals, NBC. If this happened to two Democrat council members, the broadcast networks would not be ignoring this story. Well, it's not surprising that the mainstream media wouldn't cover this. This just shows us, I mean, we've been, we, we know how biased they are, how one-sided they are. But it certainly is uh, of concern the fact that two Republican politicians in New Jersey have been killed. Now, I understand the person that did the crime uh, committed suicide himself, so it could be a mental illness issue. could be some employee uh, resentment, some psychological issue that he was fired or something. We don't know yet, but the fact that the media isn't covering it, that's the story. Media is not concerned when it's a Republican or a conservative. They're only concerned if it promotes their narrative. So that's what you got with the mainstream media. If you're looking for news, don't expect to get all the facts, all the truth, if you're listening only to the mainstream media. There's a number of other alternative news sources now with the advent of the Internet. I suggest you look around to some of the alternative sources of information. Real America's Voice is one. Newsmax, Fox News is somewhat conservative, but they're also slipping away. They're becoming more and more uh, leftist in their viewpoints. So dig deep. You can find the truth if you're looking for answers. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Monday morning, February the 13th. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. Have a great day. New start to the week. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless you all. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great and we affirm it.